Welcome back to uh, another edition of the Borders Extra podcast. I was going to say a special edition, but aren't they all special when they get when you get right down to it? I would hope so. Even though we don't have a sponsor, even though no one really wants to support the podcast, but it's still special every time we do it. At least I think so, and hopefully you agree. This is a Sunday night edition of the Borders Extra podcast following uh, Purdue's bowl announcement, but also uh, some news uh, from the bowl press conference uh, regarding some of Purdue's players. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on that first, uh, where uh, Jeff Brom, you know, obviously was asked tonight uh, about the status of some of his players uh, going into next season and also. Uh, going into the bowl game, you know, the two, uh, major names, David Bell and George Karloftis. Brom said they will not return next year. Uh, they will be going into the NFL draft, but a, dis- but an announcement regarding their, uh, status for the bowl game, uh, has not been made yet. So Bell and Karloftis, I guess there's still a outside chance that they would play in the bowl game. Uh, I'm here to tell you that Karloftis isn't going to play in the bowl game for sure. And then uh, David Bell, I still think, is a, um, you know, maybe a 50-50 proposition. Maybe, you know, probably leaning more toward not playing. But uh, uh, George, George will not in all likelihood will not be playing uh in the bowl game. I think he'll he'll get going on his NFL prep and uh you know get going on the next phase phase of his career. So uh you know no no one should be surprised that the two are not coming back next season. Uh you know I I you know just holding out a little bit of hope that both would play uh in the bowl game, kind of see their careers through to the end. Um and you can understand why. I mean, there's there's both sides of the story uh, that you can see, and um, but uh, the, the the you know George is probably done. David Bell, you know, might might suit up in the bowl game. He might not. So uh, you know, you would hope those announcements would come out this week because Purdue is going to start practice on uh, Friday for bowl prep, and if those two are not going to be involved, then they they don't need to be at practice. Uh, the other news regarding uh, personnel, uh, Aiden O'Connell, still no decision has been made or no decision has been announced regarding uh, his future, whether he comes back or not. And I don't, I, I don't uh, anticipate a decision or at least an announcement uh, from, from O'Connell uh, here in the short term. Uh, I don't know if it goes past the bowl game or not. Uh, it, you know, it may it may come at the bowl game. Uh, not sure, but uh, whether he hasn't decided yet or they just he hasn't announced it yet, you know, remains unclear. But you know, for now, uh, he's undecided about you know coming back for that that COVID year that everybody gets. Uh, you know, Purdue obviously would like to have him back. Uh, he, he's had a tremendous season, quarterback, second team all Big Ten, has really come into his own. Uh, he's in a tremendous groove and rhythm right now playing quarterback. Um, so, you know, we'll see about him. And then Jack Plummer was more of the, uh, 
the surprise news uh, of the night. Uh, and as you know, Jack Plummer jumped into the transfer portal last week uh, after a meeting uh, and a conversation with Jeff Brom. But here's the here's the newsy part of the of the day regarding Plummer. Plummer, he's gonna he's gonna stay uh, with the team with the program and he's going to go through bowl practices with Purdue and he's he'll be at the bowl game uh and could could easily play in the bowl game uh which you know that's a little bit of a surprise to me um usually guys move on uh and finish up their their coursework and then move on to the next destination once they get in the portal i, I don't i can't remember anybody doing what Jack Plummer's going to do. Uh, I can't remember a quarterback doing it. Uh, but, you know, however it came about, Jack Plummer is going to be available for bowl practices and for uh, Purdue's game when they play Tennessee. Uh, I found that strange. Um, but I think it it kind of underlines again what, um, uh, what people in the program have said has said about the quarterbacks that they get along uh, there's no animosity uh, they all compete hard they all want to play they all want to start they all want to you know take as many snaps as possible but they they root for each other they uh, they cheer for each other they they want the next guy to do well and you know I think this is probably an example of that now there's some you know other questions that kind of need to be asked about how this came about. Was it Jeff Brom's idea? Was it Plummer's idea? Um, how was it, how was it received? You know, from a guy that you know already has you know one foot out the door and still has eligibility left. You know, usually in those cases, it's just like okay, uh, you know, pick your destination and, and move on. But. Uh, it, it is interesting, and it, the other interesting part is: Will Purdue make Plummer available to talk about it? Uh, I mean, I, I I can't say yes or no right now. I think under normal circumstances they would, but nothing's really normal when it comes to media availability with the Purdue football program. Um, so that this be something to, to kind of follow because I think it's a you know kind of an interesting story as far as Plummer's mindset. Um, about wanting to hang around a, a place where he, you know, he knows he's not going to be the starting quarterback uh, next year. And does he know something about O'Connell that hasn't been announced yet? Uh, because I mean, for example, if O'Connell wasn't going to come back next year, why would Plummer leave, knowing that he would have the inside track, the experience? to be the starting quarterback to start the year or does he know O'Connell is coming back and he probably doesn't figure he has a shot to be the starter based on how Aiden has played um, so that that's just me speculating on kind of the motives here but you know maybe that is a sign that, that Aiden O'Connell is coming back uh, as, as I've said before it, it would be good if Aiden O'Connell came back gives him an experienced guy to start the year and then you see how your quarterback room shakes out after that and whether you need to dip into the portal uh, or does do you lose some guys currently in your room more than plumber or or you just you're going to get Brady Allen uh, the 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 standout from Gibson Southern ready to uh
play uh, as soon as possible because he will be here in January. So those were the uh, kind of newsy items from uh, the press conference tonight, where you know where they did announce or uh, that you know Purdue would play in the Music City Bowl once again, uh, second time uh, since 2018 that Purdue will play there. Uh, you know, you all remember the first game there uh, didn't go well. It didn't start well. It didn't. It didn't get to halftime well. It didn't end well. Um, it was. You know, it was a it was an eyesore for the program when you get right down to it to give to get beat 63 to 14. Uh, I mean, Purdue was clearly outmatched in the game from a, a lot of physical uh, attributes. Um, you know, they clearly did not have the size, uh, the strength, the speed to keep up with Auburn that day. Uh, they were they were down some players. Uh, you know, I don't I don't think Purdue had its cor- starting cornerbacks that day. I, I don't believe Lorenzo Neal was available that day. But still, um, it, it was it was a tough watch for for Purdue uh, after they had worked to get bowl eligible that year, needing a win over Indiana in the last game to do it. Uh, but uh, you you could tell how much room there was between Purdue and at that point Auburn, an average SEC team. Um, the gap was was pretty big. You know, and now uh, we'll see where the gap is. You know, and I think that's probably the most interesting part of this bowl game from Purdue's standpoint is like, have they closed the gap on an SEC team uh, that uh, is going to play a different style, is going to have quicker athletes, uh, they're going to be bigger and stronger and faster in a lot of different areas, but has Purdue caught up at all? Uh, from a talent standpoint, and clearly, if you don't have David Bell and George Karloftis, then that that hurts from a talent standpoint. But has Purdue caught up from a scheme standpoint? Can what can Purdue do to overcome some of its deficiencies against a team of that caliber? Uh, or are we looking at another sixty-three to fourteen game? Or are we looking at a um, a game? That Purdue played at Ohio State, where the the opposing team scores at will, but Purdue manages to get some points. Um, so to me, that's that's going to be the most intriguing thing of this game is just how much Purdue, if Purdue has closed the gap at all. Um, and if you haven't closed the gap, then you know you've got to start working toward closing the gap and. And not that they haven't been working toward closing the gap, but you know that that would be oh a little disappointing if they haven't closed the gap yet. And again, you're going to be probably with at least one of your major players, maybe two, um, and you're going, you know you're not you're not 100 percent and all that kind of stuff. But Purdue needs to figure out a way to really prepare for this game and to really. Put its best um, performance forward as much as possible. Doesn't mean they have to win the game, uh, but they have to. They have to compete. Um, they have to stay in there and continue to fight. And they can't let the snowball get rolling downhill like it did in 2018, where it was completely out of control. 
And I'm curious how the fan base is going to react to going back to Nashville. I mean, I think the fan base had a great time in Nashville. Purdue fans overwhelmed the city, you know, three, four days before the game. Uh, you saw Purdue fans walking the streets, uh, having a good time. Uh, and they were really energized and enthusiastic about watching the game. But is there a fear factor there that you're going to go see the same thing again that you saw you know, in 2018 and you, and you don't want to do it? Uh, or you're going to put that aside and, and say, okay, yeah, let's, it's a bowl game. Uh, let's go down there. Let's have a good time and just see what, see what happens. So really curious what the turnout will be. You know, Tennessee will have a lot of fans there. Uh, it will be a home game from a crowd standpoint for them. But, uh, you know, really curious if Purdue can, um, can match that, uh, in any way. Uh, and, you know, try to, you know, try to overcome what happened. Uh, and, and, you know, and kind of make, make amends for, uh, how things went, uh, in 2018. Um, you know, if, you know, we'll get into more of the game stuff as, as the game gets closer, but, uh, this is a, it's probably a good test at the right time for Purdue when you, when you think of the time, uh, between the last trip to Nashville and this trip to Nashville. Uh, I know there were some that didn't think that Purdue Purdue is ready to play an SEC team again. Um, I don't know if they are or not, to be honest. Uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna see. I mean, there's no there's no way out of it now. You got to play the game. Uh, but you know, there's some some thoughts is like Purdue would be better off playing a Big Twelve, Pac-12 team, um, just because things did not go well through. You know, uh, back in 2018, but uh, uh, but you know you got to get back up at some point. You know, if you're gonna if you want to move up uh, at all in the Big Ten West, if you want to compete on a regular basis for the Big Ten title, then these are these are games that you got to compete in. These type of games, and just kind of see where you stand. And you know, I you know I think everybody wants to see progress from what happened 2018. You know, it's not going to be a an apples to apples thing. There's going to be, um, you know, it's not it's not the exact same exact situation, but it's an SEC team. It's a you know it's a middle of the road SEC team from a standing standpoint uh, and a uh, and a performance standpoint. Uh, and it you know it's Purdue coming you know having eight wins and being eight and four, uh, and you know having a good year on its own. Um, you know, I just don't think you want to leave Nashville again the way that they left they left Nashville uh, back in 2018. Uh, I think that would be a downer uh, for the program. Um, but we'll see how things play out. And uh, you know, I think this is going to mean a lot. This is, you know, bowl games at times are are more about want to and who wants to be there. You know, I, you know, obviously Tennessee wants to be there because it's in its home state, but. To me, this is a chance for Purdue to really prove and really kind of set um, a standard for what their program should be under Brom. Uh, and playing well in this game should be very, you know, at, at the top of the list. And it's not just another bowl game now. You know, you're going, you're going back to the 
the scene of the crime, so to speak, and you have to you have to prove to people that what happened back in 2018, you know, wasn't a fluke, but that produced program is better than what it what it showed that day, and we'll see if if that's the case. Uh, and then maybe you can you can truly push this program forward and start getting involved in the Big Ten West, you know, championship chase, which Purdue was involved in this year till the end, uh, close to the end at least, uh, as far as getting to the Big Ten title game. You know, they still had a chance the last week to, to tie for the title if certain things broke their way, but uh, it didn't, so they, they ended up in a, in a tie for second. But, you know, this is a chance for the program, and um, the guys that played in that game that are that are still with the program, you you would hope that they take this personally uh, and don't want to don't want to go through that again. It um, just you know you would hope that those that can do something about it, you know, do do something about it. Whether it's whether it's you know just playing or you know just you know whatever it is, you, you would hope that they would you know buckle it up and and do whatever's possible uh to 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 leave that stadium either with a victory or you know everything was left right out there so those are you know those are just my quick thoughts on you know playing tennessee uh in the bowl game you know i think the music city bowl you know finds purdue attractive because of what happened uh in in 2018 and the number of fans that came and the economic impact that it had on the city, uh, not just with Purdue fans, but the bowl game in general. But you know, Purdue contributed a lot that year to the to the uh, to the economic impact. Now we're coming off, you know, we're still in COVID, we're still in uh, you know some situations where uh, Purdue um, it may not be the same thing. It's not going to be the exact, you know, again apples to apples thing because. You know, people are still a little skittish about traveling, but in this case, you know, most Purdue fans, at least in the Midwest, can drive uh, to Nashville, you know, in a day. Uh, you don't have to get on a plane. You don't have to worry about that part of the travel equation. There'll be others that come from farther away that'll have to fly in, but uh, it's it's good from that standpoint. So, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens here uh, over the next couple of weeks with ticket sales. And, and all that kind of stuff, but I, you know, I'm pretty sure the city of Nashville is pretty happy uh, that Purdue's in it, and are just hoping that they bring the same crowd that they brought uh, the last time that that they, that they were that they were there. All right, so we wanted to put together a podcast for the Sunday night, and uh, that's going to wrap it up here um, uh, for this time. And uh, we'll be back throughout the week. You got Purdue basketball tomorrow. Uh, expected to be the number one team in the country for the first time uh, in in program history, and then uh, the Boilermakers are uh, back in action on Thursday at Rutgers, and then uh, the game against North Carolina State uh, on Sunday at uh, Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. Uh, it's part of a, uh, a quadruple header of games uh, that day. So. Uh, check back throughout the week. Uh, you know, you can subscribe to the podcast through different ways and, uh, you know, feel free to do that. Once again, thanks for, uh, stopping by and have a good day.